Let's Talk HR is a place for HR professionals, business owners, and employees to come together and share experiences, talk about what's working and what's not, how we can improve best practices so that companies can better attract, train, and retain all generations of workers. We all know that there has been a huge shift in what people want. Generations are coming together more than ever on what's important. Mental health has been brought to the forefront of everyone's mind. Let's humanize these conversations. Let's talk about how the economy has been impacted and what needs to happen to find a balance. I'm your host, Leon Lovely. So let's get this conversation started. And remember, if you enjoyed this episode, follow us, like us, and share us. I'm very excited to have my guest on today, Alejandra Fraga. She moved in September of 2021 from California to Wisconsin. Her and her roommate decided that it was time to make a change. And without a job, she made a move halfway across the country. You're going to hear her tell her story of what it was like to look for a job, how she found an amazing position. Alejandra is now a member of Rogue Way Marketing, where she is the executive assistant to the CEO. Alejandra is a can-do person who specializes in creative content, including iMovie and storytelling. She pays attention to detail and doesn't miss a beat. She is fluent in English and Spanish. Alejandra is extremely passionate about helping others. When she is away from work, she enjoys writing poetry and loves music. So I'm very excited to have her on today. Welcome, Alejandra. It's so nice to have you um, here talking with me today. Why don't you start off with telling me a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Well, hi, Leanne. Thank you for having me here today. Um, my name is Alejandra Fraga, like you mentioned earlier, and I am from San Diego, California. Um, I was living there. I mean, I've, I've lived there my whole life, but I was I traveled up north for college and then I moved to the Bay Area for a year. And then once the pandemic hit, I ended up moving back down to Southern California. And then I suddenly realized that I wanted a drastic change in my life. So I moved over to Wisconsin. And so now I am living in Milwaukee and I um, am currently working for a marketing company. And that's just a little bit about myself and my background and where I come from. So from California to Wisconsin, and yes. When did you make that move? Uh, so I made that move in late September. Okay. So late September, I decided to make the move on over to Wisconsin. Um, one of my previous roommates slash friends from college had actually brought up the idea of moving to Milwaukee many years ago when we were in college. And at first I thought she was crazy because I had never heard of Milwaukee. Um, and so she kind of started bringing it up year after year. And I was like, hmm, kind of started growing on me a little. And I started looking into it and I was like, okay, this isn't too bad. Um, eventually I made my way over here to visit and check it out. And I honestly ended up really, really liking it. And so now we're both here in Milwaukee um, and it's been a wonderful, um, I want to say three months, is it? Yeah. A little bit, almost, um, it's about to be three months. So it's been great. The winter hasn't hit us yet. So I'm, um, I'm looking forward to that, but we'll see how that goes. (laughs) 
Right. You haven't experienced what it's like to truly live in Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) So had you visited here and experienced, you know, the Wisconsin life? And and, I mean, what really drove that decision to move across country? Yeah. So one, it's way cheaper than um, San Diego. Um, And two, I really, really liked how you still got the big city feel with a slower pace. I feel like when I was living back home in California, um, I was living in the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, and then I was living in um, in San Diego, California. So those were very much more fast-paced environments. And I think I was at, I was at personally at a point in my life where I wanted to slow down a little bit and just grab a hold of myself first, and then be able to get to that point in my life. And so um, that's what drew me here. And honestly, now being here, me and my roommate were just talking about this, but we love how much personality this place has. Um, it, it honestly is, is, it blows my mind every time, every time I'm, I'm living in downtown area. So when I walk out, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm walking through like a Hallmark movie. <laughs> so it, it's honestly <laughs> been, been treating us very well. And, um, and so, yeah, that's kind of what drew me over here to, uh, Milwaukee. <laughs> Excellent. And so when you came down, um, when you moved, did you have a job or, I mean, did you just make the move and and decide, hey, I'm going to see what happens? Yeah. So I actually had no job lined up and I, I just kind of had to honestly have some faith in myself and be like, okay, let's do it because it's now or never. And I had saved up some money from my previous job that I was working at in in San Diego. And so I had that to back me up for a little bit, but I I eventually knew that I needed to get on it because money just goes. So, so yeah, I came here with absolutely no job. I kind of had an open mind as to what jobs I wanted to get into. I wasn't very specific or I didn't have a specific job in mind. But like I said, no job, no family, just kind of made the move over here very spontaneously. Right. And well, this is a time period in which you're able to do that. There are so many jobs available. And Mm -hmm. I guess taking that leap of faith right now would be the best time because we definitely have jobs. We are lacking people, good people. And mm-hmm. so tell me, how did you you know, start looking for work? Where do you even begin? Yeah, so I started, I want to say it was my second week living here in Milwaukee. My first week, I was just focused on getting settled into my apartment and getting everything just just ready for myself. And then during that second week, I was like, okay, it's time to go. I was like, I need to find a job. So Indeed was was the the website where I was constantly on looking for jobs. Yeah, I was I was constantly on Indeed just looking for jobs, applying. Um, I had previous teaching experience, so I knew that teaching. I mean, it's kind of a high demand job um, mm-hmm. anywhere. So I was applying to a couple teaching jobs, but. I, in the back of my head, I kind of knew that I didn't want to go that route. Um, I enjoyed teaching, but it wasn't necessarily my passion or what drove me. And so I would apply for those jobs. But like I said, I already had the idea in the back of my head that those weren't necessarily the jobs that I wanted, ideally, but they were there just in case to back me up. And so, yeah, I was, like I said, constantly on Indeed, just applying my way through through the week. And like I said, it was pretty much a full-time job having to find a job. 
Right. And and mm-hmm. everybody that I talk to, when, when you're looking for work, it, mm-hmm. it, it is a full-time job. I remember back in the day was starting off my my mentor then um actually my my dad um had said to me he goes you know it can get hard when you're especially if you're sitting in your apartment you're sitting he goes change the the scenery go Mm -hmm. to a coffee shop sit in a coffee shop and at at that time I was looking in want ads I was I was it was newspapers that I was looking at (laughs) I don't know if some people will go oh yeah I remember that other people are gonna go what does that mean um right but yeah it is a full-time job um, mm-hmm. just trying to get in touch with the right people, get your resume in front of the right people. Exactly. So what was the next step from there? When you when you truly, you know, started to get those interviews, yeah. you know, what were some of your, your non-negotiables for, you know, a position, some of the negotiables, and how did you really start to narrow that list down for what you wanted and the perfect mm-hmm. position for you. Well, I'll back up just a little bit, but after applying for jobs, I think it was after the first week, I had not heard back from one job and I was honestly terrified. I was like, oh my gosh, did I make the wrong decision? Um, why did I move over here? I honestly had so many thoughts running through my head and it wasn't until I think the second week that the ball kind of started rolling and we started hearing back a little bit more from employers. Just to answer your your question that you asked earlier I honestly wasn't I wouldn't say I'm too picky I I I wasn't necessarily looking for something specific of course I wanted you know a job that or employer who really valued their employees and who who had a strong mission and who held that mission very close to the to themselves but I wasn't very specific I know there's some people who are very specific for in looking for benefits where I think in my role as to where I was, like I said, I was a little scared. I wasn't hearing back. So I was like, okay, let's just, you know, let's just apply, apply, apply. I'm in a new state. I moved across the country. I can't not have a job. So I wasn't necessarily too picky with that, but I guess that that's my answer for that. (laughs) Okay. But I mean, and as far as what, and when I say non-negotiables, there had to Mm -hmm. have been a certain threshold as far as I have to make mm-hmm. X amount. Oh, yeah. I oh, have, yeah. To, you know, I oh, have okay. to be passionate about yeah. the work that I'm doing, whether that mm-hmm. be, you know, X, Y, Z. So there had to have been something that that drove you to have interest in certain things. And you said I was applying to some child care. I was applying to or t- I'm not, sorry, not child. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my apologies. Right. So, you know, what what were those um, what interested you or what drove you to apply to the jobs that you were applying to? Like you said, pay was definitely a huge one. So I wasn't applying to anything under like 18 and below. I wanted definitely something above that pay range. So that was a huge factor. Aside from that, let me think. I, I was looking for a. I want to say hybrid position or more so of a remote remote position, just because I am newer to the area. So I wasn't very familiar with, you know, my surroundings. And, and I know I've heard from many people here that winter gets very, very tough. So I was like, okay, if that's the case, then I think I want to work from home. I mean, initially the job that I have now is hybrid and I am extremely thankful for that because getting out of the house has been so, so helpful to my well being and just my mental state and in general, when I, I first came into the office, I honestly was a little taken back because I hadn't socialized that much in so long to the point where when I would come home, my social battery was like at 2% and I was 
done for the day. (laughs) And so that was definitely, I mean, it was, it was a drastic change for me, especially just being at home all day and, you know, just applying to jobs, applying to jobs and, and just literally being with myself and my roommate. But now looking back, I am extremely thankful that I took on that hybrid position, but yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I was looking for when applying for jobs. I know my roommate, she was very specific for, in, in looking for a specific pay range, aside from also looking at benefit packages. I know that um, she was very specific with with what she wanted in that sense, where I wasn't necessarily as picky, I think specifically as well, because the jobs that I was applying to, I think I was a little, I would say, well, I don't, I don't want to like bring myself down, but I was a little underqualified for those positions. And so because of that, I wasn't too, too picky in that sense. Because I was working for, I mean, back in the day I was teaching and I was taking on those kind of roles where as to the new jobs that I was applying to, sure, I had teaching positions, but I was also applying to a lot of job positions that were not <laughs> within my scope. And when I when I refer to that, I mean like marketing manager or, or things like that, that I honestly hadn't necessarily gotten a lot of experience in. And so that's why like I said, I wasn't necessarily too picky with that. And it's interesting that you say that, you know, you said, oh, I don't want to bring myself down. But, you know, I've I've talked with a lot of people who are coming from like a teaching background or were teachers. Mm-hmm. There are so many of the skills that you learn from that that mm-hmm. are so transferable because, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, teachers have to have so many qualities that so oh, yeah. many people are, I mean, patience. There are a lot of people out there that... <laughs> I mean, that is really just something that I, I I struggle with on a daily basis to have a level of patience that you have to yeah. have. A lot of those skills are extremely transferable. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've talked with a lot of people who have said, I, I'm, I've been a teacher for many years. What can I do? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, write down all the skills that you have because, my God, there's a ton of soft skills in that. There are a ton of technical skills in that. So don't ever sell yeah. yourself short on that one. Yeah, that's something I'm definitely learning how to do. I think it's just valuing myself as not just a human being, because I feel like I'm very good at in that aspect. But when it comes to valuing myself as an employee and learning what I bring to the table, I think these past two months by working at Rogue Wave Marketing, I've honestly been so impressed with myself. I was just looking back today and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm really doing all of this with, like I said, you know, very minimal experience, but it's all those transferable skills, like you mentioned that do transfer on over. So it's something that I'm kind of just learning how to reflect on and analyze. And like I said, just kind of value myself a little bit more in that sense. Well, that's great. You're working for, uh, you know, I know the company a little bit. I've, I've met the the CEO that you're, that you support. She's an amazing person. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I think that you're, you're in the right spot, but so, you know, you talked a little bit about when, you know, the second week when you hadn't, hadn't quite heard heard back you started to hear back you kind of were like in that emotional state you know walk me through kind of what that felt like and you know how how I guess the end result which is wow I'm now (laughs) in a in a job that that you're seeing so many you know things awesome things come from yourself you're obviously proud of yourself yeah, it it was funny because me and my roommate joke about it, but we say it was the longest month of our lives where we kind of sort of felt like we were just on hold for a second. But yep. I think something that was so helpful was having her with me. And we were literally on the same 
boat <laughs> at that very same moment. We had moved across the country. We were looking for jobs together. And so just knowing that we had each other was extremely helpful. So on the days where we did feel down, we'd just be like, you know what? We just moved across the country. We did that. Let's just, you know, let's applaud ourselves for that and keep on going. Let's not get down on ourselves. And although there were days where we felt a little helpless and a little anxious in a sense where it's like, okay, we were not familiar with what's going to come our way, but just having, I guess, some faith in, in ourselves and, and not losing hope in the fact that what was coming our way was exactly what was meant for us. And so, um, you know, I think it was having each other that really helped us out at the end of the day there. That's excellent. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's great that you had somebody and, you know, to be able mm -hmm. to support you. And there's a lot of people out there that that don't necessarily have that roommate. But there are so many yeah. groups out there that 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 do offer that type of support. So anybody who's listening to this, you know, I, I urge them to seek out support in that, you know, in that sense. There are oh, yeah. of people who are in the same situation where they can go and talk about those types of things. So definitely. Mm -hmm. You've obviously just recently been through interview processes. You've been, you know, through the applying and all mm -hmm. of that. Through this process, were there things that certain companies did really well? Were there things that companies did, you were like, oh my gosh, here's, you know, this is was just done poorly or feedback or whatever it might be. And and I'm not asking you to, to name any employers just mm -hmm. asking, hey, is there any constructive criticism that you can give to employers out there that might be looking to hire and how they can do it better? Yeah. So personally for me, I was in about, I want to say four or five interviews. And I would say when employers just come prepared to the interview and they know what they bring to the table, it's extremely intriguing to the employee or to the potential employee. Um, when they, they, they're prepared and they come in with their, whatever it is, their mission, their values, they kind of showcasing what they provide their employees with. I, I love that sense of culture within the company. And so that is a big, big plus for me, um, making sure that there is that culture within a business or within a company. It's huge. Um, it's honestly a game changer for me. Another thing that I would say as well, a sense of professionalism. I feel like there's been plenty of interviews where there is just maybe, I don't know, they ask me about one or two questions and the, I don't know. I just feel like there, there has to be some type of sense of professionalism within the, um, the interview itself. Another one I would say, so I had a couple zoom interviews and I had a couple in-person interviews, interview, in-person interviews were 10 times better than the zoom interviews. I think, I mean, there's, you know, there's so much psychology or psychology studies behind the zoom aspect of interviews and what goes on behind that. But it, it's just a game changer when you're in person and you're able to see that person's body language and you're able to see, you know, body language with their words or whatever, just everything that comes together is definitely a, a different, provides a different sense of safety, if that makes sense. And then, so those were two things I know for my roommate, and this is, you know, stuff that I'm talking about just because I did live this through with her. But so my roommate had applied to this company that she was really, really looking forward to. And she got her first interview in extremely excited. They called her in for a second interview. She was like, okay, 
this will work. I can do this second interview after they asked her to come in for a third interview. She was like, what's going on here? She's like, okay. She's like, I'll come into the third interview. But by this point, her excitement had already gone all the way down. And then she was also waiting to hear back from another company at that moment. And so she was kind of stuck in between, do I keep waiting for this company to probably lead me on to the fifth interview or do I just take this job that I have right here that has only interviewed me about two times and so her excitement like I said had totally totally gone down by the time that that company that she was extremely excited about to begin with had already asked her for about the fourth interview so she ended up going with the other um, employers so one thing that I would definitely say is don't how do I say this don't extend the process if it doesn't need to be. I think, I mean, I've been on the other side where I've been interviewing people and I can probably tell within the second interview that, okay, you're a good fit for this company. Let's get you in. So I've been on that side. So I, I know what that's like. So I would say, just don't extend the process if it doesn't need to be extended that long, <laughs> because by the time that they're onto that fifth interview, the employees, potential employees excitement has already gone all the way down. <laughs> Right. And I've, I have heard that mm-hmm. more times than, trust me, this is not the mm-hmm. 10th time. It's probably the 15th or maybe <laughs> 30th time that I have heard that said. Yeah. Companies typically, especially as the employee who's mm-hmm. going through that process, you're mm-hmm. right. They get really excited about something. Then they interview somewhere else. They get really excited about that and they go, wait, did the other interview, was I really excited about that? Then they hear from them again. They get really excited again. And mm-hmm. then they hear, oh, I have to go through another interview. And you're right. There's that up and down excitement. And eventually it slowly starts to fizzle out when they're going through the process of other organizations. And eventually the one that keeps pushing them through more and more and more and more. Trust me, I just recently experienced this. Um, yeah. I, I had a job change as well. And you're mm-hmm. you're completely right. And I am an advocate of if you if you want multiple people to interview this person at a company, then book it for a 90 minute interview panel interview of, hey, yep. we need to have this many people come in, meet them, do a 20 minute meet and greet and make a decision because mm-hmm. in this job market. You just, you can't, you can't bring them back for five interviews. You can't bring yeah. them back for even three interviews at this point. It, yeah. And I get it. The first interview, if you want to do a quick pre-screen over Zoom, mm-hmm. bring them in. Second interview, you're making a decision or that person's yeah. going to go somewhere else. And, yeah. and, and again, that's it. I'm not trying to slam any companies. And I do understand if we're getting up to the extremely high level, hey, I'm making a decision on my C-suite employees. It, it might be a very different situation. But Definitely. If, if we're talking about somebody who's on the, you know, entry level management, I had I had one interview um, with somebody and within that one interview, I knew this was the company I was going to work for. He mm-hmm. called me and said, after we talked, I knew I was going to offer you the position yeah. because I was just waiting to hear what you thought <laughs> of it. Uh, and that's where I work today. Um, nice. Yeah, it, it's it's a rough it, it's it's a rough world. But mm-hmm. connections, if it's a true, true connection and it's the right person at the company doing that interview. Mm-hmm. So it's there. Yeah. What about the company that you're working at now? How did mm-hmm. that I mean, what was the feeling there? Yeah. So it's actually really funny because I don't think the CEO even saw my resume. Um 
I don't know if till this day, if she's seen, I actually, yes, I did send it to her after I received the job, but she had not seen my resume. So let me backtrack to the very beginning. So ideally I was applying for nonprofit jobs. I've always been super into nonprofits. Um, I love the idea of just being part of something bigger and leaving a legacy, all that fun stuff. And so I had applied to a company Originally, I had actually applied to a nonprofit organization called Good Friend, and they had actually called me in for a second interview. And I was extremely excited about this job, really looking forward to it. And at my second interview, one of the founders ended up giving me a tour of the office. And so there's different office spaces within the building. And while we were walking through, she actually had shown me an office that was roadway marketing. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know what? I've actually seen their ad on Indeed, I believe. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, they're looking, actually looking for an assistant at the moment. If you're looking for, you know, another uh, job because I was looking for another job at the moment since a good friend would only be part-time. She said, you know, you can definitely come in. I believe they're having a seminar tonight. So it was that same day of my second interview. And within two hours, I was back at the same building. I ended up joining, it was a group interview, which I actually, it was like a presentation and a part group interview. And so I joined that. I was there for about an hour. I met the CEO and uh, she started talking to us about, you know, the company, how it started, the mission, their values, all of that fun stuff. And I was like, okay, you know, this is really intriguing. They even ended up having us read this. I want to say it was like a 10 page article on going the extra mile. So even just little things like that really grabbed my attention. I was like, wow, I'm a very deep person. So I like, you know, reading deep articles or any, any kind, any type of material that relates to that. And so I was really intrigued automatically. And Sarah had this very infectious energy to her. I, I really, I really go, how do I say this? I really am drawn towards energy. <laughs> and so after that, I, I ended up coming back home and I was like, yeah, I'm not getting that job. Uh, it was a group interview with another young lady and she had assistant experience. I had no assisting experience other than being a nanny. So I came back and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get that job, but it's okay. You know, I, at least I went, I tried, it's all good. Um, gave it my all. And I actually ended up hearing back from, from the CEO. I want to say a couple of days after that interview, she pulled me in for a second interview and actually offered me the position there um, on, on the spot at our second interview. And so that's kind of how it came to be. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And that's the way that it's supposed to happen where, mm -hmm. you know, she obviously saw something in you. You mm -hmm. obviously connected with her and, mm -hmm. and it happened. It happened the way it was supposed to happen. Um, exactly. Yeah. And typically those are the, the jobs or the best ways to get you know a position because yeah you guys connected in some way on a deeper level where she mm -hmm. you know she's interested she saw something in you yeah and it's funny because I still see good friend around all the time and yep. where I I love them um so in a way I still get to be a part of that family yes. mm -hmm. <laughs> which I'm very very happy about um and it's it's funny because I actually reflected on this the other day and we ended up attending 
an, a conference named uh, Growth Club up in Nina and good friend was there as well. And we had this raffle. I was actually the first person to win a raffle prize at the event and go figure it was from good friend. And I, I kind of stepped back after that and I was like, oh my gosh, they literally and figuratively gifted me a gift. They gifted me the gift, you know, that I won there at the raffle, but they also gifted me the gift of being able to work for Rogue Wave Marketing. And so um, it was kind of like a, huh, like this is where I'm supposed to be kind of moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, things things always shake out the way they're supposed to. Shake exactly. Out. Yeah. So I have one final question. This is the question that I am asking everybody of the season. <laughs> if you could pinpoint a time period in your career that made a huge difference in your life or career path, when would that be and why? That is a great question. <laughs> um, and for me, this is definitely a no-brainer. I had a mentor back in college. He was actually my boss as well. I worked for a calling center and this was my second job ever. So I was very fresh. I was very new to the job world. I was going to have to call strangers and ask them for their money. Um, and that was really scary to me. <laughs> and so I got the job and I remember it was I believe my second week there and I ended up calling someone and they, they were just like the rudest people ever. It was just like, why are you calling me right now? Da, 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 da. And I broke down. I broke down. I was like, I can't do this. I remember I walked out of my little booth and I, you know, walk out and my boss pulls me into his office and I'm just, I'm just like, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. I, you know, this job just isn't for me. And he looked at me and he told me one thing that I will forever remember. And he told me whether you believe you can or you can't either way you are right. And after that moment, and I swear to you, I have lived by this every time that I believe I can do something, I do it. <laughs> And every time that I believe I can't do something, I don't do it. And so it's just that that's, you know, mental reminder to myself that whether you believe you can or you can't either way, you are so right. And so that was a game changer um, within my my personal experience, my career experience. It, it, it's something that I've kept with me, honestly, ever since then. So that is that is what has stuck with me for a very long time. That's amazing, you know, and when throughout my career I have had multiple mentors mm -hmm. and it is it is the greatest thing that I've ever experienced to be able to have somebody who who takes interest in you, who will sit down when you are either at your lowest mm -hmm. and be able to raise you up or somebody who will sit down with you when you are at your highest and continue to encourage you to even do better. And one day hopefully you'll be able to pay that forward. And when somebody is struggling, you'll be able to walk up to them and say, hey, how can I help you? In business, that's what we all need, right? We all need exactly. to continue to, to help each other in, you know, in whatever way we can. There's always you know, ways that we can continue to learn and always ways that we can continue to help people. And that's, and that's what business, that's what friendship, that's what life is all about. So that's an amazing story. I'm glad that you shared yeah. that. That's the ultimate goal, just being able to help each other. Right build each other up and help each other grow at the end of the day. And that's something that I totally didn't mention earlier on in our, <laughs> in the interview, but 
growth opportunities within a job is extremely, extremely huge. That is something that I really, really look into when applying to a job. How can I grow within this biz- within this business and how can I help others? So sorry, I didn't bring that up earlier, but that was a huge factor as well that just popped into my head. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you, you're a very determined person and I think that you've found your way into an awesome opportunity and awesome job. Yeah, And I really thank you so much for taking the opportunity to talk with me and tell me your story today. And hopefully somebody who's listening will, you know, get a gold nugget out of this. Hopefully an employer or somebody who's interviewing will be able to take something away from it. So thank you so much. I really hope so. Thank you for having me here. Thank you again for listening to Let's Talk HR. I appreciate your time and support. Without you, the audience, this would not be possible. So don't forget that if you enjoyed this episode, to follow us, like us, or share us. Have a wonderful day.